0: Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen.
1: And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo.
0: Hey, Nicole. How are things in Ohio?
1: Things are good. How about yourself, Chris?
0: I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Uh, I love this topic today because anybody that has been around horses has dealt with a quote-unquote anxious horse. You know, you've been around him enough. You you definitely recognize that behavior. So it's going to be a fun topic today. And I think just to start it off for our listeners, I'd love to hear your opinion. What do you consider as an anxious horse?
1: Good question. I think it can look a lot of different ways depending on the horse. So generally it's a horse who maybe has very high energy, it could be difficult to get them to focus, they might be really spooky, they also might carry a lot of tension under saddle, like maybe you're getting them to do the job, except they are just feel like they're on edge the entire time or just a little bit fizzy. So can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different horses, but it generally tends to mean they're a little bit harder to handle, a little bit hotter to ride. Just a horse who's carrying all that anxiety tends to just be really up all the time.
0: Yeah, I know. And it, it makes you anxious, right?
1: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm anxious just talking about it.
0: Always, always that anxious horse. And I remember being on the racetrack, you know, half of them seemed anxious all the time. And it was just like, uh, it does get your, your heart racing when you're dealing with them. But what, in your opinion, you know, what are some of the origins of that behavior? You know, what is causing that?
1: It's incredibly varied because horses only have kind of so many ways to display their behavior to communicate to us how they're feeling. So there can be multiple different origins of the same behavior in this horse, this horse who carries a lot of tension under saddle. Maybe it's because they're not comfortable with a job and it's just a training thing. We've pushed them too fast or they're in an environment that they're not comfortable in. A lot of times it can be health problems. So ulcers, anything really that makes them uncomfortable. So it could be teeth. It could be a mild lameness. So, you know, they're not head bobbing, but they're not comfortable. And as a result, they're more anxious. They're more spooky. Could be saddle fit. Uh, Vision, for example, if a horse you know has a vision issue, they could be a lot more anxious than they would. I I feel like we could list forever. Anything (laughs) that could be wrong with a horse could make them you know, communicate in this way, and then they're just hotter and more up and more spooky, anything like that. There's lots of different reasons. Now, I think the reason most people probably would tune into this episode wouldn't necessarily for me to list off random things that can cause a horse to be anxious, but they're rather thinking about, is the diet the reason my horse is anxious? Or more typically, I get the call, my horse is really hot, what can I feed them to make them less hot is a super common question that we get.
0: That That's one of the, yes, definitely, you know, dietary and, and I'll talk about some feeding some of these hot diets. You know, I remember hearing that early in my career. So if it is dietary, how would you, you know, I'm sitting here trying to think, I mean, from a nutritionist standpoint, if you suspected diet was a contributing cause of a horse being anxious How would you diagnose that?
1: Interesting question. So what I always tell people when they call and ask, how do I change my diet to help this horse be less anxious, be less hot? I frame it as the diet is risk management. So we can remove a contributing factor, which is there are some diets that will definitely make horses hotter So if you call me and your horse is on like a ton of sweet feed and super sticky molasses stuff, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, we may be able to make a change here. Other times, if your horse is already on a lower NSC diet, I explain, you know, we can make some little tweaks, but it's unlikely that that small change may result in a difference in your horse's behavior. So diet is one of those things that if your horse is hot and anxious, we can absolutely do some things to take diet out of the equation so that we know that's not our causative factor. And sometimes you'll make those changes and a horse will calm down. And that's how you diagnose that diet was the thing. A lot of times it's just one of many variables. Now I will say, you know, we brought up ulcers as a reason a horse might be hot and anxious. So maybe we put them on a diet that's more stomach health friendly. They become more calm is it because of the diet or was it because we removed a stressor that was causing ulcers or contributing to them that the horse became calmer? It's so interconnected, which is part of what makes horses so fascinating. There's no single thing that fixes everything.
0: So I'm having flashbacks to our allergy episode when you talked about how to diagnose allergies and there could be so many contributing factors. So it is fascinating when you when you look at it from a dietary perspective And I I guess it would be helpful to explain what nutrients in the diet would you be particularly looking at that would contribute to the, the horse being anxious?
1: Sure. So you can think about it in two separate ways. One is just the total amount of energies or calories that they are consuming. So if you have a horse that tends to run a little hotter and you give them a really energy dense diet, regardless of where those calories come from, they need a way to burn off that excess energy. So they may get a little hot regardless of the type of energy you're feeding because there's just too many calories and they're like, oh my God, I need something to do. I need something to do. And that can contribute to that anxious energy. A lot of times, though, we're not necessarily looking at over-provision of energy, per se. We're looking at the balance of the type of energy we provide in the diet. And what I mean by that is we start breaking down where does that energy or those calories, energy, calories, interchangeable, where are they coming from? So for a lot of horses, the bulk of the calories in their diet is coming from their hay. This is a very uh, easy way to provide calories that won't make a horse anxious. And it's also good for stomach health and all those other things that play into a calmer horse. That's composed primarily of structural carbohydrates. So your fiber, other sources of energy, we can think about are non-structural carbohydrates. So sugar and starch, also fat. And then the final source of energy in a horse's diet is protein. Protein for a long time has been blamed to be like the thing that makes horses hot. And you know, really biologically doesn't make sense and we routinely see that when we change a diet to increase a ration balancer for example so it's higher protein that's not what makes a horse hot the actual energy component that gives you a hotter horse is going to be your sugars and starches the reason for this not 100% understood. But what we do know is sugar and starch, especially fed in these high concentrate meals, so you have a big slug of it at one time, it's absorbed from the small intestine and sugar and starch are both broken down into these simple sugars absorbed the same way. So there's no sense in talking about them separately. They, they go together, sugar and starch. They're absorbed as simple sugars, specifically glucose. And when we have this spike in glucose, the body releases insulin Insulin's job is to send that glucose to peripheral tissues, so send it to places to be used or to be stored. There's been a lot of interesting research done on the human side, and they don't even entirely understand it there, but suggesting that high blood insulin can actually change brain chemistry in really interesting different ways, and some of the things it can lead to are different things like ADHD and all sorts of other things where there's altered brain chemistry. So something very similar very well could be happening in the horse is that that high insulin kind of alters things in such a way that makes them hotter and more anxious. We also know that's quick burning energy. So it gives them a really quick boost of energy and then it goes away. So that too could just be contributing to the horse that's a little more anxious, more spooky, more things like that. Fat, on the other hand, along with fiber, is your slow-burning energy. So this is energy that doesn't cause spikes in insulin, and it also is used by the body differently, and it's better for long-lasting, long-sustaining energy, so you don't get those big spikes. That, as a result, just keeps a horse, well, allows a horse, if it will be, calmer and less anxious.
0: Now, thinking about other nutrients, I'm going through all the nutrient classes, Would vitamins or minerals have any influence on that? You know, maybe some imbalances?
1: There are certainly nutrients that come up a lot and people supplement them in hopes that they will be calming. Uh, You know, magnesium would be a good example of that. I cannot tell you how many people tell me they supplement their horses with magnesium. The good news is this is a relatively benign nutrient if you're going to over supplement it. Whereas some other ones, you can cause some major issues. If you feed too much magnesium, your horse will get diarrhea. You will know you have fed too much magnesium. But, you know, the idea there is that magnesium is a nutrient that is involved in sending nerve impulses. So, you know, is it possible that if you had a magnesium deficiency that would make the horse just kind of uncomfortable and jumpy, you add magnesium, it goes away? Totally possible. And it may happen in rare cases. For most horses, they should receive more than enough magnesium just from their basal diet. So what's coming in from their hay, plus some additional that comes in through their grain. It is a relatively benign thing, again, to supplement. And I'd say it's super common. How many of those horses it's really helping? Hard to say. If you really, you know, if you were supplementing magnesium and you wanted to know, is it helping my horse? The really easy thing to do is take it away, change nothing else, and then put it back was there any behavior change in the meantime? Let's see. Another nutrient that would come up would be thiamine. So it's one of our B vitamins. B vitamins largely are made by the horse itself in its own hindgut. Thiamine is one that we do need to supplement. So the horse can't provide all of its own thiamine through its own production. So you'll see that's something that is added to commercial feeds because there is a minimum recommendation you can make a horse thiamine deficient if you really tried. It'd be relatively rare, again, unless you had really poor quality hay or were feeding a super high concentrate diet, low forage diet. But then I'd say if you're feeding that really high concentrate, is it more that you were feeding lots of sugar starchy concentrates, rather a thiamine deficiency in that case, a little bit up in the mm. air. So I'd say from that perspective, if you're largely worried about vitamins and minerals, I would focus on picking a concentrate that's appropriate for my horse's stage of life, type of work they're doing and their size, and then feeding it at at least the minimum recommended rate. And from that perspective, in most cases, I'm not going to say all, but on most types of forages, it should be filling in the gaps so that a nutrient deficiency causing hyperactivity would be relatively rare.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's solid advice. Solid advice. You know, if it's, if you're feeding them a well-balanced diet, they should be getting all those nutrients. Let, let, You, the nutritionist, worry about the balances of vitamins and minerals. I'm like thinking these poor horse owners, like, do I have too much of this? Not enough of that? Too much of this? (laughs) That's what you get paid to do, right? Yeah, yeah. To formulate these fees. I think
1: sometimes we make it more complicated for ourselves than it needs to be with horses. But yeah, that's something we're definitely happy to help with. We do personalized equine feeding plans. So we have great equine specialists that'll walk through if you're not sure give us a call, send us an email, they'll walk through that process with you. But I would say the main thing we're tending to focus on in the diet is what is the sugar and starch content? How many meals are you feeding each day? If you're feeding giant meals of like sweet feed, we probably can kind of take some of that horse's anxious behavior down a little bit just by changing their diet. You're feeding small meals of a ration balancer, there's really nowhere to go. And unfortunately, that just might be how the horse is, whether because of some underlying issue or just who they are ultimately. I mean, I have definitely been the person on the horse that scares the other people in the warm-up. So, like, I understand <laughs> where that is. Yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> Come riding by. No, 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 not her, not her again. So question: fats. And fat as an energy source, because again, too much energy in the diet could can be linked to causing an, a horse to be anxious or hot or misbehavior. Would fat be a better energy source, though, or would you put it in the same category as sugars and starches?
1: Oh no, I would say fat would definitely be a better energy source. Now it all it's all a balance, right? If you put put too much fat into a horse's given meal, it needs to be broken down in the small intestine and absorbed. If you put too much in, it'll get to the hindgut, kind of make the hindgut not as happy, decrease your fiber digestibility. On top of that, if you make the hindgut too unhappy, you'll probably make the horse uncomfortable and it'll be more anxious. But no, fat is actually one of the things you would rely on. So, In our two examples, one is like you're just feeding way too many calories. You're more likely to make them fizzy on sugar and starch. But even a low NSE, higher fat diet, if you just give them way too much, yeah, they're going to have extra energy that may come off as a horse who is a little more playful, bucks, is more anxious, whatever. But let's say that in both situations, we're feeding a horse to its energetic requirements. So it's able to do its job. It's maintaining its body condition. If I have the choice of the types of calories to keep them calmer, I'm absolutely going to rely on high quality fiber and fat in combination than I would on that sugar and starch just because we know what happens to those insulin spikes and how that changes their body chemistry and makes them more likely to be anxious Plus, on that high sugar starch diet, you're more likely to have gastric upset. So things like ulcers, hindgut upset, those are absolutely going to make a horse anxious as well. So fat, I would say, is something, sure, you can overdo it from the standpoint that you're going to actually overwhelm small intestinal fat absorption, but you're not necessarily going to make a horse hot unless you are over-providing calories with fat.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So It is a very good energy source. Now, if, you, if somebody did call you up, and, and I, I want to break this down to, to three different types of horses, but let's say the first one, I have a high performance horse, they seem anxious, what are some of the feeds that you would recommend for them to try to reduce that anxiety in that animal, if you could, if, if, it's, a, if it's a dietary cause, you know, we, we kind of feel like it's a dietary cause, what would you recommend to feed them?
1: Mm, Good question. So naturally, my first question is what are you feeding today? How much of it is your horse maintaining its body condition? Let's assume, you know, we have all of that sorted out. I'm going to lean on feeds that are low to moderate NFC and higher fat in those cases for my high performance horse in order to provide those calories. You can't forget a horse that's working really hard does need some sugar and starch in its diet in order to reap plenish glycogen. So you could negatively impact performance if you like really squeeze down their sugar and starch provision, super, super tiny on a horse who's working really hard. That doesn't represent the majority of horses, but it does some. So let's think your upper level eventing. I might recommend a feed like Senior Sport or even up to Calm Ultra, so calm ultra is going to be 23 and percent NSC, 12% fat. So you kind of have a balance there for a horse who's working really hard. I'm also going to think about the meal size, because if I was feeding something that was lower calorie, I might not be changing NSC provision by actually feeding calm ultra because it's so high fat. I can squeeze down our meal size, also good for gastric health. So in those horses, a little bit depends on their job but i'm thinking about i do need to probably provide a decent amount of calories to sustain them they need some sugars and starches in their diet like i'm not probably going to put them on just a ration balancer cuz that's not going to be enough calories or give them the fuel to replenish to do the job the next day
0: now let's drop it down you know a lot of horses these moderately exercised ridden pretty often in training Type horses.
1: So in that case, again, these are like the broadest recommendations in the world. Contact us for a personalized (laughs) equine feeding plan. But I will say calm and easy is almost always my go-to in these situations. It's 13.5% NSE, it's 8% fat. It is high fiber coming from good quality fiber. So it's giving you moderate calories, low MSC. Really nice quality fiber. Does a great job on a wide variety of horses. Heck, there are even some jobs doing pre- horses doing pretty hard jobs that Calm and Easy does what they need. But for the horse who needs additional calories beyond their forage, is hyperactive, Calm and Easy is almost always the type of recommendation that I would lean on. Now, a common question we get actually is, what is the calming agent in Calm and Easy? There's no calming yes. agent. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's what's not in the feed. So, like, there's not a lot of sugar and starch. That's what makes it great for it. Um, Calm, it just goes back to our parent company's name. It's in the name of a lot of feeds, but there's no calming agents in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's the secret? What's the secret? Uh,
1: I wish I had one, but I don't.
0: <laughs> it's like the, 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 what's in Coke, right? So, now let's just drop it down to a lightly exercised horse or a pasture ornament, you know, the horse that, that you just keep that's retired. Um, You know, everything else is fine health-wise. What would you recommend for them?
1: Okay. So if they're going to maintain their calories on forage alone, we just need a ration balancer like Essential K or Wholesome Blends Balancer to fill in the gaps. That is going to be your lowest NSC way to provide provide nutrients into that horse's diet. So it's definitely not going to make them any hotter than they are. Not every horse who's retired or lightly worked can get by with just a ration balancer. So don't forget... Your horse may need additional calories and then calm and easy or maybe senior sport would be more appropriate. My hot retiree, I mean, he's only 10 or 11, gallops around the pasture every day. He needs more calories than just a ration balancer. But I'm certainly not going to amp him up because I don't need him galloping around the pasture anymore than he already does for fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I see it. I see it. I see it. So do you have any other, you know, partying advice, you know, uh, with these anxious horses? I mean, obviously health and you opened up with health and behavior. Those are two big things. But, you know, especially with dietary being a contributing factor. But is there anything else you, you, you could uh, tell the listeners?
1: Sure. Kind of my big picture advice is let's set up a diet that really relies heavily on forage it's going to keep NSC low. It's also going to keep their stomach full. It's going to keep them busy. So there's less time they are going to spend developing stereotypies or something like that. Fill in the gaps, but recognize that diet alone, there's never going to be some magical thing diet-wise that's going to take a horse who's hot and anxious for other reasons and fix it, But we can absolutely remove diet as a contributing factor to that horse's behavior. And the nice thing is it's a really healthy way to feed a horse anyway. So you're not losing out on anything by trying this. And then from there, if that horse is still hot and anxious, you know, my recommendation would be first look into the health side. So with your veterinarian, and then after that is training, but you always want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're anxious for a reason and make sure you can minimize or take away those reasons just to make them a happier horse.
0: No, it's very interesting topic. I'm I'm glad we covered this one because it, it definitely is a, is a major issue for a lot of horse owners, but yeah, I think we'll just leave it there today. Nicole, thank you. Such great advice. Again, like Dr. Rambo said, any questions, please contact the team. We they can walk you through this process. I know it can be overwhelming and you know, they're there to help you know, for for free advice and uh, to, to walk you through this process. But again, thank you so much. You know, thank you for the comments. Thank you for the reviews on iTunes. We're seeing those go up and for sharing these, these episodes with your horse enthusiast friends. And we'll be back next week with uh, another great topic.
1: Thanks, Chris.